Attention. The National Weather Service has issued a hurricane warning for the entirety of the National Hockey League. Please stay tuned for further information from the Storm Cellar. Welcome back to the Storm Cellar. Brad and Ray are here. Uh, it is chilly in Massachusetts, Ray. It, it's been in like the low 20s at night. The heater's all beside me. Uh, I'm wearing a Hurricanes hoodie. My wife just got me a Whalers hoodie um, nice. from the, uh, the, what's the company, 47? Like yeah, one, of the, yeah. one, of the, one of the ones with the laces, like the really nice ones. Oh, oh wow. I got to I gotta put that on. So how, yes. are, how are things up in the great white north? Are they cow- great and white? <laughs> uh, well, they're certainly white it's, and turning brown very quickly. Gray, right. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> again, Calgary with the uh, Chinook situation, it, it'll snow like it's snowing in Buffalo one day. And then if you wait long enough, the Chinook comes in over the mountains and it'll either do one of two things. It'll wipe all the snow away or it'll only do this half-hearted job and it, you know, makes all of the neighborhood roads virtual skating rinks. It doesn't take all the snow away. It just starts that cleaning it makes a bright shine on the ice it's just like glass at times and it's it's a big oh, mess but... no no moisture here yet but yeah it's... shout out to anybody in buffalo who no might, might be under six or seven feet of snow uh the... best of luck to those folks yeah and you know much. what it's fun that's funny we we talk about all the snow that we get out here and stuff but the lake effect that's what it's called right it's yep. some sort of yeah, yeah lake, lake... Of, lake effect snow the lake effect snow and stuff is not anything I've ever experienced. And I've been through big, huge snowstorms, but six feet in, you know, two days, three days, like that is a lot of snow. I hope everyone can be safe. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, I, and now are the, are the Sabres aren't playing any home games. I don't think, Hey, I mean, no, I, so apparently yesterday the bills were trying to leave town. Oh, it's like, oh. you, it's like, you've known this was coming for a week and you waited to the last second to try and leave town to get to their game today. I, I think they got out, but you know, it, not if, easy. it feels like, I mean, this isn't unusual for them. Like it feels like better preparations. Like you just, you know, spend a few extra days in the hotel boys. Yeah. Well, and the, the one of the things that I, I did hear a couple of interviews asking about just that, like, why aren't they getting out of there now? And th- there was a lot of statements where they said the players didn't want to leave until they knew all of their families at home were all right and taken care of and prepped. Right. And that makes sense. So that's why they waited, but you're absolutely right. It just, makes it that much harder to leave and it's you know in the balance i wondered if they were even going to get the game in at all like the fact they moved it or whatever like guys maybe just postpone it and play it somewhere else so they couldn't do that with the schedule again this year now that they're up to 17 games so it was like man oh man if you if you imagine in Detroit, you know, yeah, half the we only came with half the team. The other half couldn't make it. They're snowed in, and you'd be like, "Holy cow! Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a what a mess! What an absolute mess!" I just hope everyone's safe. That's all that matters, really. Absolutely. Uh, you know who's not a mess? Who's that? 
one of my hockey, I don't want to say idols because I don't, I don't idolize players because they're human. But yep. Phil Kessel, who is, I love Phil Kessel because I, I always say, you know, as long as Phil Kessel is an athlete, I can say that I have the body of a professional athlete myself. <laughs> Phil Kessel breaks the Ironman streak last week. The first NHLer to go a thousand games in a row mm-hmm. out of his. Phil has been playing for a very long time. He has just over 1,200 games played, 963 points. Congrats to Phil Kessel, man. What what a cool a, – A, he seems like a cool dude. You know, he takes a lot of heat. You know, we always joke about the hot dog thing and Phil. But, sure. I mean, 1,000 a, a games in a row in hockey is nuts. It It, it is. It actually doesn't – feel it doesn't feel possible and it was kind of why i wanted uh keith yandel now i wanted yandel to 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 get it too and we actually spent part of our an episode way back when saying how do you feel that he got pulled and it was one of those things where I've wanted him to get it. He's been to get that close. I mean, he was already the Iron Man. He had already kind of broken the record, but it was the thousand games type thing that was holy cow, right? And they pulled him and kept him out for for the team. And it was hard mm-hmm. to argue. It was hard to argue that they did that, that the Flyers were, but I felt bad for him. I I, I, I did, but I'm so I'm glad Phil's the first to do a thousand uh, instead of Keith, and this is why Keith Yandel would have been out of the game that Philadelphia postponed against the Hurricanes last season due to COVID, even though they didn't have any new players going into COVID protocol, and in fact they actually were going to get I think one or two players back that game, meaning in my mind that game should not have been postponed. Oh, and would have missed that game had it not been postponed. Therefore, right. breaking it before he earned the record. I see. So I think uh, this is my conspiracy theory of the day. <laughs> I think that that game was postponed because they said Keith can't go. They're depleted. Yeah, we we will just push the game off. No big deal. Keith gets his record. So I'm 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 happy for my boy Phil. That's. That's interesting. I, I mean, it's probably yeah, not true, but it's, it's I, fun for me to think through, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? It's fine. I, I think that if you look at the organizers and you ask them the question, they would immediately say, oh, no, of course not, or whatever. But the thought entered their head. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when they're talking about uh, uh, a game like that and, oh, you know, it might be a, in a fleeting thought or whatever. Was I what I need verification on, and I haven't. I thought I heard someone say this as far as for Kessel to keep this going, he has been he went to a game and took the first shift, played the first shift, and then left so he could go back and be with his wife for the birth of a child. Is that did I hear that about him? I was pretty sure that's what it was. I don't recall, but 
and, and that's that's cheesing it a little bit, right? It is. But, but I mean, if he skated a shift, I say he skated a shift. Yeah, and yeah, something something tells me that 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 was done at one point because everyone knew they wanted, but they also, you know, he wants to be where he needs to be with his wife, the birth of a child, right? I mean, that was just one of those things. And for, <laughs> that's how a lot of players deal with that situation. You hear weird stories about that too, right? Where uh, I can't remember who it was uh, in baseball. Someone said the same thing where basically, uh, you know, he's the uh, guy players getting ready to go to the plate or whatever. And uh, they say, Hey, yeah, your, your, your wife, we just got to call your wife's in labor. And he turns to the guy and he says, okay, well, let me take my at bat and I'll be on my way kind of thing. <laughs> like that's kind of how those things go. Yeah. Good for Kessel. And you're right. Hockey. How does anyone get that far? Uh, it's such a physical game and anything could happen. I mean, you think about all of the types of ways that you can be injured in this sport. It just it it's mind boggling. It's a high velocity collision sport, and you're going to get lined up one of these times. You know what I mean, right? Or or you'll make a cut and you'll twist a blade and something will go right. So just any kind of tweak, right? That could keep you from Phil. Phil's last game missed was Halloween night, two thousand and nine. That's yeah. just amazing. Wow. That is that is amazing. And it makes me question whether or not he's uh made of gumby material. <laughs> not that you could stretch it out very much, but you really can't break it. Like he's just, you know, uh, that's a it's an unbelievable achievement. And certainly congratulations goes out to him. Uh uh let, we don't have a guest today, sadly. No, no, guess. which is fine. So it's just the two of us chatting this one out. And, uh, we, I guess we'll start with, we'll start at the beginning of the week and our, our sojourn into Chicago, the windy city where we take on the Hawks and, uh, Piotr gets the start. And I, ha I like, I have to tell you. I was so impressed with he played an outstanding game. There were a few times, and I'll, I'll, let me, I want to point out in the Chicago game, there was one particular Hawk who was fired up for that game and everywhere on the ice. Uh, Max Domi. He was everywhere. First line, Max Domi. Yeah. And he was giving. Piotr, all sorts of trouble. Great chances, creating awesome chances. I even seeing him like uh, Kachetkov makes a big save with Domi all alone in front. And as Piotr's standing up, Max gives him a tap on the pads. <laughs> He's like, Good save, kid. Now, whether Piotr understood anything that Max said to him at that time, it's still, you know, still but learning. The, yeah. The, but yeah, but the still the tap on the on the pads and stuff like that. I'll tell him, 
respect because you're you're playing great. I should have a goal right now, but you made a great save kind of thing. Like that's how it was. So many, he was just positionally fantastic. He was. And before I go into a couple of specifics, Carolina beats the Blackhawks 3-0. Deservedly so. I don't think the Hurricanes necessarily had a fantastic game outside of Piotr. But it it and 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 I bring that up because it's going to tie into what we've seen the rest of the week in terms of yeah. how we play versus the results, right? Yeah, it, it, that game was not their best game of the week, even though that no. was the shutout. Piotr gets the shutout. He also we the the we say we um we could talk about that in a minute. The Hurricanes make Steve Dangles hat picks twice from this game. Yeah, what is that Piotr poke check was straight out of the Urbe Hashik old school 2000s, you know, oh. goalies are weird. That was a thing of beauty. If you can't it, appreciate that poke check and, and the way that he delivered that, I mean, that's those are the reasons I like watching hockey. And it was against the Oilers, too, which would made it even better for me. I oh, love yeah. it. Yes. Because that was that break in. He was all alone. He was skating forever. I was wondering where the hell did, did the rest of the team take the, you know, take the play off because no one was chasing him. And he was in, he had so much space. And then when he laid out, I was like, wow. And people were hesitant. Mike Meniscalco has said it himself. You're kind of you know you don't really want to suggest it but to me he's like a russian hashik i mean that whole that name has kind of been thrown about that's his style that's his play aggressive unorthodox you don't know where he's going and that proved everything that proved everything it was great <laughs> yeah oh, man, I, I love that uh, the games are running together it's it's been so busy yeah, <laughs> around here yeah. that everything is has been running together but yeah the chicago game like i said i i don't think they play i don't think that was their best game it wasn't but they came out 3-0 then the avs come to town the hurricane and this is where this team is is i can see where people's frustration is coming from I think the people who were saying things like fire Brenda Moore and you wait, know, someone said fire Brenda Moore. Somebody did. And I, I'm not even going to like really give them any time about it because, you know, if, if, if you think that is, if that's not just a troll post, then, yeah. you know, maybe hockey's not a good sport for you. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, you know, I want to be inclusive. I don't want to gatekeep, but, Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, I'm oh assuming the God. person was trolling. Yeah. Yeah. But five <laughs> on five versus the Avs, I thought they played really well. They uh, I don't they need- dominated a good portion of the night last night, too. Five on five. And then you get to special teams, and the Avs are the Avs, and the Hurricanes are playing like the Hurricanes on special teams, which is not, mm-hmm. you know, that's it's not a good thing for, for Hurricanes fans. Yeah. But when you look at the five on five hockey, they're playing as good as anybody in the league, and special teams is just bringing them down. Brad, the the five on five that was probably the Avs game, the most dominant that I had seen 
the Canes be? And the fact that they were doing it to the Avs, uh, who, yes, have a few injuries and stuff, so maybe the t- scales wouldn't have been tipped as much on the five-on-five fl- five um, situation. But the Canes were just suffocating, suffocating. The The shot totals were unbelievable. They played exactly the way you would need to play in that particular situation, and they just... You're like you said, the special teams just kind of the uh, anchor around the neck. You know what I mean? It's just what's what's holding us down right now. Um, and mm-hmm. the Minnesota game, I didn't get a chance to see, uh, but it was funny because with you saying that both of these overtime games were the Hurricanes playing. Uh, just fantastic and it's just not breaking the right way rod brindamore's comments were diametrically opposed chicago sorry the abs he was fine with the abs game he was fine with last night his comments were alarming at like and when i say alarming i mean there's a few players on the team, and he Rod would probably do all of them, but who would bag skate them? Like he was really not happy. No, when I have the says, quote right here, Ray. Yeah, fire away um, because it's shocking. He said, We were just crap after that second half of the first. The fact we got a point out of that game is a miracle, in my opinion. We were god awful. I I'm not saying it was one of their best games, but they were, they were, had pressure. They were moving five on five. They were moving the puck pretty well. Um, I I want to know what, like, you know, not just through what lens Rod is seeing things, but what are the things that he's really focusing in on? Because I feel like a lot of times the fan base feels one way about a game and he feels the opposite. Yeah. Um, It seems to happen a lot. I, I, I just, I'd like to know what it is that he's, focusing in on that that we're not as a fan base you know and it 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 might be the finer points you know what i mean like it it, there there might be things that you just don't see or the camera doesn't catch you know the camera follows the puck right Mm -hmm. and rod is watching everyone and therefore what's going on near the puck and the action, you know, you're kind of moved to be a part of the play and all of a sudden working hard and stuff. But it'll, I, my guess is it would be like the intricacies that elite NHLers have to do to be successful that he knows they can all do and just are refusing to do even with some prodding in the back, because you know, during the intermissions and, and Rod is a very active, active co- coach behind the bench, always talking, mm-hmm. always, you know, whatever. And if he sees something that was going on, where, as he put it, three players playing and the rest were just kind of there, there's no way he would let that go even for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like he would be on them. And so it's just, it's, 
maybe there is something that we're not seeing or we just don't have the, the I'm sure. Thing. I mean, I mean, you know, when, when you've played hockey at the level and for the length of time and he coaches multiple teams, you know, including the, the kids teams and helping yeah. out at NC state, some of those things, clearly he sees things that we're not seeing, but yeah. it's just weird to me when he's like, I thought we played great. And the fans are like, I thought we looked terrible. You know, it's, it's not like yeah. there's a little difference. It's just, sometimes there's a really big difference and it's, it's not just me and it's not just Twitter, you know, looking across, you know, fandoms, um, you know, Facebook and some private message boards and things. And, and, and it's just odd sometimes to me that yeah. how different he visualizes things than we do. It's just funny to me, I guess. Well, he sets the bar so high, right? And so, you know, uh, it's tough to say, but you know what? He, I think he's always had the ability to push the right buttons with the players. And maybe this mm-hmm. is just a, this comment that he hopes people are reading is another button to push you know what i mean and right maybe that maybe that's it maybe um special teams i that's the the on our itinerary of what we're talking about today we have listed special teams it really should be not special teams uh abysmal teams <laughs> like uh, i would like to get like in monopoly everybody's played monopoly i think you, yeah. you can get it you can get a get out of jail free card right so what i would like to see is the next time the hurricanes uh, are supposed to go on the power play yeah they go nope we're gonna bank it <laughs> and then the next time they take a penalty, they go, oh, here's here's our card. Yeah, yeah, get out of jail. We don't free. have to go on the penalty kill <laughs> because we opted not to go on the power play. And we play the whole game as much as five possible, on five, five on five. And then I think they win a bunch of games. No, I mean, they're that's not a 10, dynasty. five, and three. They're, they're 15 <laughs> and two or something. I mean. Yeah, they're, it's good, Laura. The, you're right. The get out of jail free card, that would sure be lovely, wouldn't it? How in the world? What is going on? I mean, we, and again, Nate is on fire, right? I think Svechnikov is playing great. All of these, Aho is who he always is. Why are these, why are we not seeing the results? I don't get it. And I was going to ask you, do you think it's personnel? So KK hasn't heated up yet in the way that we would expect him to play, right? He's, he's. He's doing the right things. Otherwise, Svech and Natchez wouldn't be getting the points they are five on five. Yeah. He himself is not necessarily getting those points. He's also the center, right? So when the D pinches and our D pinches a lot, his job is coverage. That's going to affect him in terms of points. So when people are looking at KK and just looking at points, his job in part is to be that defensive forward for when the D pinches in and ours pinches in all the time. Yes. Seth Jarvis, I think, had maybe his two best games of the season the last two games. He looks like he's got jump in his step again, which is fantastic. But, I mean, we lost Trocek. Yeah. You know, that's a guy who can play on the power play. That's a guy who can kill penalties. But I don't feel like we've downgraded anywhere. You know, I... A lot of people, myself included, would love to see them hire a special teams coach, particularly for the power play. Yeah. I think the penalty kill will come around. I still feel like these guys haven't really, they're just not in sync yet. But 
the beginning of last year, the power play was going off. And, and then it just died. And I still think it's movement. I watched, I rewatched that Avs game. I, you know, I was looking last night that we only had two chances and it, it looked better, but I still see, you know, I'm going to kind of pick on Svetch and say Svetch floats through the front of the net and he's relatively stagnant. You know, it's right. And, and you watch these other teams and they're, it's constant motion. You know, you're just, you're, you're the, the goaltender doesn't know where everybody is on the ice because mm-hmm. I see more and more passes, not necessarily, not necessarily crisp passes either, but you know, the hurricanes move the puck around the outside of the power play really well. Yeah. And, and they're putting up 40 shots a game. That's great. But we've seen that shots, you know, quality of shots matters. Mm-hmm. And no I question. feel like they're, they're, they're not doing enough lateral motion. They're not getting the puck in. And if it's not there, kick it back out. But, you know, get it in instead of just love seeing birds. He slap it. But when he just slaps it in there and then people are just jostling for the puck and it gets kicked out, like that's not, you know, that's not working. Yeah. Um, Brian, I think the issue for both of the special teams starts a, li- a tiny bit earlier than when they get to the movement part. And that is like where they're moving on the plays and all the rest of it. To me, I think what has most been noticeable is we are not dominating in the face-off circle as much. We are not... We are, I've, I've always said, as a, for a puck control team... Um, you got to win the face-offs. Winning the face-off is huge. You're always controlling the play. You start with the puck, you can dictate the terms, right? That's the way it goes. Right. And on the power play, of course, winning that face-off means you can start set plays and you see that happen a lot, right? You win the draw on the power play in the offensive zone and boom, goal just like that because of a set play or whatever it's happened and and the same sort of thing is is, can be said for the penalty kill you win the draw and your guy gets the puck fires it down the fires it down the ice you've knocked off 15 20 seconds like that and all of a sudden that two minute that extra 20 seconds can be everything for the penalty kill you know what I mean? And so if you're not starting with a pluck puck, if you're not dictating the play, I mean, that's, uh, that's where I think it maybe begins. If we start winning the draws more, the success rate will go up, but yeah, uh, winning draws and the, and the face-offs, it feels like we're, we're down with that significantly too. I it feels like the whole team has taken a half a step back from last year. Yeah, and it really, when I think about it, it's not so much that this is a continuation of the second half of last year. That step back happened mid-season, yeah. right? That happened over that Christmas break, around the All Star break, and they just haven't kind kind of gotten out of it. And you know, I, I've said before, I'd rather start slow and and fin- you know finish fast. And they can do that, and it's not an either or. I mean, some teams, you know, play well all season, but 
New Jersey is a good example of a team that is just on a tear. I mean, and and the Bruins, there's another one. They're they're in the Atlantic. At least they're not in our division, but they're in the East. Yeah. And they're just playing lights out. And, And that's not going to continue. Nor do I think that the Hurricanes' woes are going to continue. You know, we're a little less than 25% of the way through the season. Yeah. And, you know, I keep what I keep coming back to mentally for myself is we haven't seen, in my mind, a really complete game from everybody mm-hmm. yet. And they're 10 5 and 3. That's they're getting points not playing great they're they're getting points playing okay mm-hmm. you know we we don't i don't care if we play great until we hit the playoffs then we need to play great but yeah think i don't think it's i don't think it's doom and gloom and I've, I've seen a lot of doom and glooms out there yeah i don't i i don't think the expectations that they started the season were too high i still think this team could be an easter conference finals stanley cup finals caliber team yeah but you know they're they're putting in the work like they're they're having to go through and and do the things that that teams do i i think last year they started out just blowing people away yeah and, you know they went 9 and 0 in october but it, and some of those most of those games weren't close no and how do you grow from that how do you learn from that well here's the thing i mean you look at last year in comparison to the year before i mean yes rod was still coaching back then and people knew you were going to get a hard-working team but i think there was a bit of underestimation there about the canes as well further to that is the fact that oh well now you got freddie anderson in net for the first time and and two brand new goalies oh you know like what you you guys are in trouble goaltending there's so much that you don't know about what you have and stuff mm-hmm. and the canes just go and blow the doors off of everyone and say that's great that you're underestimating us we'll take advantage of that and get going you know what i mean and get on that heater and mm-hmm. and that's what they did uh, th- no one underestimates what they're getting with the canes no one not anymore every yeah every game you know like these are hardworking, fast. They, I mean, they've got a great reputation, but that means everyone's up for that game. Mm-hmm. No, no one looks at Carolina like they're a trap team game. You know not what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Right. It's just not that. It's just not that way. And so, you know, here we are. We're still up there. I thought it's kind of. Uh, I understand on my behalf that I have a Pollyanna view. I'm always looking for the best part of it. And, and you nailed it. The special teams face-offs, they're not performing. We're not doing well, nowhere near what we would need to be considered an actual threat to win the championship, but we're still in the upper half of the league. And when Rod gets that going, you're going to see what I and what we are all going to expect to see is the five on five effort remaining where it is, as it always has been for a long time. And the uh, special teams actually doing their part and becoming special right now. 
not so special teams. That's right. really how we have to describe them. Right. And realistically, so the Devils are, you know, in their last 10 or 10 and 0. And their win streak, I think, is 12. 12. It is and, 12 now. But but they're only seven points up. Uh, yeah. Which it's early. I mean, it's it's early. It's they're only seven points up, and they've they've won 12 in a row. By now, the same token, Real quick, Philadelphia, who started off on a tremendous heater, yeah, is seven and seven. Yeah, you no, know? the the Bruins. I mean, those they've won six or five. I think they're sixteen and two. They it's have thirty two points, which is even more than New Jersey. Yeah, and but e- even with the Hurricanes playing okay, but not great hockey, they're fourth in the East. And if they were out west, they'd be fourth in the west. That's not a terrible position. No, you know, it is. You not. want to win the metro. You want to have home ice. But once again, you know, New Jersey's goal differential is like plus twenty six. I mean, they're absolutely just smoking people. Yeah, I, I, I just can't see it continuing. It's, I mean, nobody plays at you know an eight thirty three win percentage for a year. It just doesn't happen. I'm a little on the other side of that, Brad. I, I, I don't I, I don't think that it's reasonable to expect any team to have the lightning in a bottle for the entire season playing on that type of pace. It's just you're right. That's not going to continue for the season. But I do think that they are legit. Like we are here, says. Oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, and, I think they've turned the corner. Yeah, you know, I, I think it'll be Canes off. and Hurricanes at the top of the Metro. Oh yeah, yeah. Oof. the The Devils look absolutely great. They look absolutely great, and they're actually getting reasonable. I see. There's another team, puck control and shots and stuff. They're just not letting the other teams. They're not letting their opponents touch the puck. Well, this is ours, you know, and they just outshoot the. The margins are are crazy. How much they're out shooting other teams. So good, good for New Jersey. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I would love legit. to kick their butt in the playoff again. That would be it'd be nice. It'd be nice. You know that with the history that we have too, right? Like that would be who. Now, Brad, as always, see, this is what I love about you, right? We lay out our itinerary for the, you know, for the thing, but. He's fully engaged in the listening, fully in, engaged in the analysis. And while he's chatting it up and while he's listening and the back and forth, he's firing up more details and information so that we can keep going. That's why you're the brains of the operation. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm looking at this and we've got good news for the Canes. You put it on the board. It's kind of stunned me lay it on us, Brad, because maybe some of our fans and listeners, I said, our fans, maybe hurricane fans and our that, listeners. That's a lot more accurate. That's a more, much, much more accurate. Uh, are going to want to hear this because it's, it is good news. And it really is. Um, the, the minor good news, uh, Tavo's on the ice, at least. Uh, he was on the ice with Max Pacioretty. Now, this was pre-practice. They came out. They did some skating. They were working, you know, basically, you know, one-on-one with the coaches. Sure. But Max 
there's video and Walt Ruff and I think Corey Laviolette have video on Twitter. I think I've shared both of those to Facebook and Twitter. Wow. Um, he looks good. Like he's doing like crossovers and things. He's, he's doing things that are going to put some pressure on that Achilles. Yeah. And don't rush it. If he, no. you know, I know he's skating. If he doesn't come back for three more months, I don't care. Take it slow, but it's great to just see him on the ice because one of the things the hurricanes are desperately missing is the reason Max is here, and that's a finisher. Somebody finisher, yeah. who can take the puck and put the darn thing in the in, in the net. And you if know, yeah. seeing Max skating gives me warm fuzzies. Here's a, here's a question. Is Patches coming out onto the ice now maybe a prod to the rest of these forwards that someone's spot is going to be missing relatively soon. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? The reminder yeah. that if you want your spot in the lineup, if you want to whatever, it's time to pick it up. Do you do you think there's a little bit of that in there? I don't. Because Rod Brindamore is our coach. And right. I, I've I've only met Rod a few times at fan events, but he seems like a very straightforward, tells you like it is. I, he feels like the kind of guy and coach you know where you stand. I don't think that's a him thing. Like I don't think that's a game that he would play. Yeah, yeah. If if Lou Lamarillo was a part of the Hurricanes organization, I would say absolutely. <laughs> he's yeah. messing with you. Like but he's I, just I throwing that out there. I don't feel I feel like and this goes back to Don Waddell too. Throughout the offseason, Don is like, I'm gonna do X. And everybody's like, Yeah, he's not gonna do X. And then he does X. You know, yeah. I'm gonna do Y, and everybody's like, "Guys, yeah, I do Y." And then he does Y. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think that if anything, maybe he was feeling up to it. They wanted to show the guys, you know, hey, you know, we we have some reserves. You know, not necessarily that your spot's gonna be gone, but just, you know, hey, we 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 have some depth that's gonna be coming back, and that's gonna help out. You know, keep keep it. You know, keep things going. But it does beg the question of. Who who's out of the top six? And right now, I think it has to be Tavo, which I I hate saying, yeah. but KK's playing at center. You know, Tavo's a wing, and patches and, and, the patches play center too. I no, think that we're going to have wing. him on the wing because they they're going to want him mucking it up and and putting pucks in the net. See. Here's my take. I would I would flip that. I would say if you were bringing patches back right away that you would replace you would replace um KK. Only only because KK's big and bigger, stronger, more physical and you can actually move him down, not out. Where do Easier. you put? Okay. Where Where do you put? Where do you put Tavo? If it would have to be the him, fourth line. It would have to be the fourth line, but the fourth line is just not. 
not the place for me. There's still a, a physical aspect of the fourth, fourth line. And the reason why you're out there, you know what I mean? Like I, that's the only reason why like KK going down is he's still physical. He's still strong. He can center that up. It'll be great. Where do you put Tavo? Right. And I, and I think initially, I I think when patches comes back, I think we might see patches on the fourth line to start. I think patches may go in for like Stastny who's not played well all year. No, Uh, we still have Kasha, you know, who, potentially could come back yeah so you know i would i would start patches out slow but you're right it's i i think ultimately stasny is going to be the odd man out unless he does something to show us he shouldn't be i I think i think it's all going to funnel down to him riding the pine if and and that could even be kasha coming in right yeah And, and and taking the spot if if he can come back and be healthy we you know, I, I he wasn't the choice I would have made, but I had high hopes. But we just, I don't know, we just haven't quite seen it. You know, N- Nazan's on the top line. Could Nazan yes. get moved back down? And but once again, I think maybe Stassi's in the odd man out, and then maybe because I would love to see Aho, Teravinen, and Patches, and leave yeah. Jarvis with KK and Svechnikov because that gives you a lot of bump. And you know a lot of high energy, mm-hmm. especially with the second line, and it gives you two legit finishers on the top line. Even though Tavo's on the wing, he loves to dish the puck. His favorite yep. target's always been Aho, and if always. you could give him a second person to dish the puck to in sta- in uh, in, in Pacioretty, I mean, that that could work. Yeah, it would be who that'd be something. And special teams, I mean, yeah, you know, well, I. You brought up a name, interestingly enough, that you started in on the discussion and it it's like you reached into my brain and pulls because I was thinking about him when you were saying it. Nason, what, what's your take on his first line efforts and stuff? I, I've I've enjoyed I didn't. I was surprised when he was moved up, but then I looked at what the results were and he's doing well. He's contributing on that top line. And it's kind of one of those things where Nason, who put up a lot of points last season, like he was, yes, he did. He was a big goal for in Chicago. So it's funny. There's a lot of times where you see these really high talent sniper type players who come into the league and they're placed on the fourth line and you don't see them and it's not, you don't see them as much and you don't get a real taste of their offensive abilities, you know, on the fourth line. Whereas you, when, when Rod moved them up, it's like, okay, now we're going to get a real good look at his offensive prowess because he's up there mm-hmm. with the big guns and with no disrespect to step on and uh stastny line mates on the fourth line let's see what he can do on the top line and he's fitting in he's fitting in i'm impressed i've liked it i I think he's doing the things that are going to contribute to goals they just haven't come uh j fresh hockey puts out their hockey cards uh and they you know some of those things and nason right now is like a minus three point something for expected goals which 
it's his, you know, he, he was in the HL all last year, 85 mm. points in Chicago, uh, 1.21 points per game. You know, he was third in scoring behind teammate uh, Andrew Podorowski, who's now in Seattle, yeah. and Tynan, who is out in L.A., uh, as I recall. So, you know, I, th- I think he's doing the right things. I think the goals will come. I think some of that comes back to almost like Natchez last year, right? Some of it's confidence. Yeah. Some of it's just the the inability of those around him. Like, things just don't. You know, I keep coming back to like they just feel like they're just not clicking quite right. Yeah, not you know? not fitting. And, and but once they do, I feel like you have a few guys ready for a breakout. Jarvis looks like he's ready to put some in. Yeah, Nathan's another one that I, I could see scoring some goals. Tavo, when he gets back, hopefully, you know whatever's been ailing him will be will be rested and he'll, and he'll be ready to go. Yeah, but you know, Aho Spech, Natchez, you know, is is still lighting the lamp you know the 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 pace has slowed a little bit but he's still above um that's what happened last year like so i want to be careful with that i want to keep an eye on that but you know i with being 20 ish percent of the way through the season i th- I think overall they're in good shape there, there's yeah. a lot to improve on i don't see anything that makes me just go oh it's all over but you know you've just kind of got to keep rolling right keep Keep tweaking things, find things that work. The the power play, something has to break on the power play. But the, if we don't score another power play goal until the playoffs, and then the power play suddenly just works, I'm okay with that. Yeah, well, I'll I'll, I'll complain one... about it till 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 it happens. But I would be okay with that, right? Yeah, this is what we've wanted. Why were you waiting so long? Um. All right. Can I can I ask you Tweet. a question? Yeah, sure. Fire uh, away. With so I thought Ronta's looked really good. I think Ronta's looked good enough to uh, possibly supplant Anderson as kind of the de facto number one. I thought mm-hmm. then Piotr comes in and has a couple of just stellar games. Could I think long term? I don't think. I think once Anderson is back, Kochekov has to go back to the Wolves. He needs reps. He needs to see pucks at game speed. However, until Anderson's back, I don't know that Kochekov shouldn't be your number one. That is, I I think they're going to split it fairly evenly. Let me, let me say that. I, I think they're going to just keep kind of playing them 50, 50. So, so it's kind of a moot point, but if you ask me today, Brad, you can have Kochekov or Ranta. I can't see how I don't say Piotr. You see, this is another one of those situations like last season when it was just Anderson and Ronta and they were both playing lights out where it didn't matter. You had reason to select either one of them. Good problem. To and, have. and, and an excellent problem to have. Uh, we are really teams are jealous of the situation that we have. I and just slightly on the other side of that. Knowing that we are in fine shape when you put in Kachetkov. See, that's the thing. You When you go to games and you arrive at the rink and you look and you see who's come out of the, you know, locker room first, there were times in this team, in, in every team's history, let's face it, 
where the backup goalie comes out and you go, it's going to be a tough one tonight. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't do that. (laughs) You don't, you don't do that with Kochetkov. You just don't, you didn't do it with Ranta when Anderson was Mm -hmm. healthy and stuff like that. So we're in a fantastic situation, but if for me, Ranta is, is still number one and the the only reason uh, why I say it, in fact, is we need uh, Kochetkov's enthusiasm and strength and exciting and what he brings to the team is great. But right now with the penalty, like the special teams are just awful. You need kind of a steady hand. I like seeing the experience there. And I love seeing Kochetkov being able to come in and get big wins and play great games on nights when Ronta needs the, the night off. We just need a steady hand. I like the. Yeah, he's popping for like the reason talking about yeah. Ronta, right? Yeah, I love the veteran presence. So that's why. But only uh, I it's such a great it's such a great problem to have. It's such a great problem to have. <laughs> like he's so much fun to watch too and you're right, you get it, right? It's a different vibe. He brings a complete I seems like he brings a different vibe to the game. You know I, what I mean? I feel like and, and this could just be maybe the fan in me getting pumped up, but I feel like when Kachekov is in net there's a little more balance in everybody's step. And and th- certainly I think in us as fans, you know, social media, people love having Kochekov in net. I mean, he's exciting to watch. Like mm-hmm. for, for the for those of you listening who didn't get to see guys like Urbe play for the oh, Canes in their prime, you know, for us old timers, it brings back those memories and we go, oh, like, you know, he, he, you think he's going to give you a heart attack, but, you know, he finds a way. And, and I love seeing those kinds of guys. So, I, I yeah, I you know, I think the, the, the steady hand, I would like to see with, you know, Winnipeg and then we have Arizona. I, I don't know. But against Boston on Friday, I'm very seriously considering going to the game. So I, I get oh, to see the Canes nice. here in Boston. And I, I really want, to see Kochetkov in net against Boston against Marchand, you know? Oh yeah. Against Marchie. Cause I don't, I, I feel like Piotr will be up for that game in, in the right kind of way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the kind of game when he could uh, really shut down the Bruins, you know, I'm not talking shut up, but just, limit them really take away some of their aggression and really just oh that would feel so good <laughs> it would you want to hear something funny you pick boston because you wanted kachekov to uh face um uh Mar- <laughs> on and i'm seeing that right now the interactions that they've already had just to have come back for round two that's oh fantastic. i'd love to see Piotr just knock him in Clock the face him. one good time yeah <laughs> there you go uh the one that i thought the game that i thought i would love to see uh piotr the great take on st louis and oh and bennington reason, oh my yes, gosh 
because Bennington would be Bennington has made kind of a name for himself where he's, you know, like he's just being a jerk, like right. not, not the good kind of jerk. No, and, um, he, yeah, the, the other kind. And there's been a couple of times where he's bumped goaltenders and stuff like, you know, you want to go cut type thing. Can you imagine him trying that on Fyodor? Benny, I would ben, let, Benny Tin is the wrong kind of crazy goaltender. Like we all know goaltenders are off. Uh, uh, yeah. A little I, I feel like there's something going on with Benny Tin. Cause that guy's kind of off his rocker sometimes. Even, even my blues fans, you know, who are friends of mine are like, you know, kind of embarrassed and he's the wrong kind of, of crazy goaltender, but yeah. Yeah. December 1st. We'll find December out. December 1st, right? it might be Christmas come early for everyone who uh, is tired of Bennington's, you know, crapola. I don't think, I think Bennington is, is like a lot of guys where he's an agitator, but I don't know if he can fight, fight. Shrieking I, Violet. I, I feel very confident that Piotr can fight, fight. Like, oh, yeah. That, that, that might actually be, for, for those of you listening, that might actually be the game to tune into in St. Louis. There you because go. a goalie fight could certainly break out between if 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 Kochek calls in net if it's if it's if it's Ronta two. it won't be I don't think Ronta's that guy no no Ronta's, no yeah okay whatever but you know we we've seen Piotr like take on you know the entire Iowa team in, in the yeah. HL <laughs> like and, you know that would be just... give, give Marchi a, a a push and a shove and a and a you know and a slash you know in the in the playoffs. Right? In the playoffs, like I'm, like I'm not like you know, I'm not taking it from you. I don't care who you are. I love it. Yeah, it was. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Now, I also see something else here on our list that you've thrown out there, and I'm going to let you explain it. The two-letter in quotations, we, we. So I alluded to this earlier. It came up, and I apologize. I I will try and find out who brought this up on Twitter. Um, but one of the folks that we follow uh, who follows the show said, you know, they were talking hockey. They do what we sometimes do. And they said, we, when referring to the team. Yeah. And apparently their boss was like, oh, are you part of the team? And is one of those people. And uh, I'm going to classify the people as those people. Yeah. My response was, I've known the Hurricanes and been a Kaniac longer than I've known my wife. Yeah. The hurricanes are like, the third wheel in our marriage. <laughs> I have every right to say we, but I just thought for fun, I have no problem with it. You know, people get invested. You're, you're not part of the team, but you are part of the fandom. And for those of us who are doing things like, you know, I spend a couple hours, you know, every week doing research and, and, and doing a podcast and, you know, we have jerseys and pants and I'm wearing a hoodie and hats mm. and, you know, my, kids starting to fall in love with it and you're not when you say we in my opinion you're not saying we as an i am part of the team you're you're looking at it holistically right you're looking at the big picture we caniac nation that includes the team it includes the staff that you know the organization employs you know the people of in gale force holdings it includes the fans it includes the people who do concessions and parking anybody associated with it to me should be allowed to be say we i i've seen the sports casters on the radio up here a couple of them will dog you if you say we were referring to the team 
And I, it's just to me another form of gatekeeping. But I, I just thought I'd bring it up. And what's your opinion, Ray? Because I, I feel like you've slipped up and done it before. I, I don't do it intentionally. But if I do it, I don't feel the least bit bad. You know, there's been a lot of money and, and blood, sweat, and tears, you know, between me and the team that I love. Uh, so for me, if people say we, let them say we, you know. <laughs> You're going to love this. So I do it all the time. I do it all the time. And in my opinion, Kaniacs, more than pretty much every team in the league, have a right, a right to say we. Loudest building in the league. Loudest. Fired up. They can, they always, and that type of, they are the fans that make the home ice advantage truly a home ice advantage. Absolutely. When the players need that jump, it's the fans that are the ones providing the fuel that'll get on them when they're not playing well, disapprovingly or whatever. But when they see what things that they like, yeah they fire it up even more and it's that adrenaline rush, right? So they have every right to say we. I say we all the time, but I know that I do something that is very funny and ironic and I do it all the time too. And so do many people who do say we. And I think you know where I'm going with this. Continue. (laughs) When we're talking about the great things that are happening, We've got these great stars like Svechnikov and we are, you know, we're, we're loving what Nate is doing and stuff like that. The power play is not scoring, man. They are struggling, man. They are, it's the, we, they, you know, dichotomy, right? We, when we're speaking about the good things, they when it's the bad ones. That's a great and I point. I do it. I do it. I, all I the do time. too. Now that I think I've never I, thought of it till, till you said it. And it's, yeah, I, I, I do it all the time. And it's, a, it's, it's like, yes, I, it's like me admitting that I, I, I'm an, I have a problem with alcohol, right? I, yes, I fully admit that I do the, we, they, I do, we, they all the time. I wish I didn't. I don't want anyone to think that I am not a true Kaniac because I do the we they. It's just a it's a human right. I a human essence, right? Like this is yeah. something that we we as humans do all the time. I never really thought about it, but I I know that at least some of the time I do the same thing. And now I can be a, cognizant. I, I yeah. would almost I would almost flip this. If if you are truly a hardcore devoted fan, like the team is part of your identity, part of your family. If you don't occasionally say we, I can't trust you as yeah. a fan. You know, if 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 it's all because the we also makes it personal. Mm-hmm. Like that's one reason I think people use we is because they they want to express like like this is something I'm invested in, and that's all that really matters. Versus of being very clinical and being like, oh. Yes, I'm a huge fan of like the Patriots, and it's always the Patriots. I'm I'm not, by the way, mm-hmm. but just they're 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 the local big team, right? Yeah. 
you know, the, the we says, no, no, like, this is something that I'm giving part of myself to. Like, this is part of me. This is part of who I am. And, and I, yeah, I, I didn't think you would object. No, no. <laughs> I, I, having, I, having said we a million times on this program between yeah. us. But it's just one of those things where I saw the Twitter thread and I'm like, are people still like, that's, that's still a thing, right? You mm. know, uh, the other one that caught my eye the other week, and it, it comes up all the time. It really doesn't bother me, but I, I just kind of have to laugh is, uh, you know, oh, you know, somebody posted a photo like, oh, that person's wearing, you know, a, a jersey of a team that's not playing. <laughs> no, and I and I kind of laugh because I'm like I, I get it on one level, like it's kind of silly, but at the same time, I'm like, if if I'm going to see the Bruins play the Canucks, I'm wearing a Hurricanes jersey, like because on, on TV there's going to be this one red jersey and a sea of of yellow or black and gold. Represent. And somebody's like, oh, like hey, there's a Kaniac there. Like, what's that guy? But hey, you know, it's they want to represent my team, right? You're gonna you're gonna love this in Calgary. There was a comment about, was it in Calgary? No, it because it happened in Edmonton. They showed me a video of it. Our guests, uh, they had showed me a video of the game they were watching in Edmonton when they were uh, two nights earlier, where they, the, the ring, the, the uh, TV crew in the arena is scanning, looking around everywhere, right? And then they hone in on one particular individual. And then they're showing everyone, you know, all the Oilers jerseys and everyone's having a good time. And then they come to this person who's wearing the jersey of a team that's not playing. And they put a lost fan alert. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they put that up there. They make fun of it. Right. And like I enjoy I think it's I think it's cute. I I always like "Mm." that's the first thing that my wife. On the trip to Raleigh, that was the first thing that Ron Francis said to my wife when we met him after the game. She was in her Leafs jersey. Now, Ron (laughs) wore a Leafs jersey, right? So it's apropos Mm -hmm. at the very least. But the first words out of his mouth was, you're wearing the wrong jersey. (laughs) <laughs> it's like it was so it was so funny i mean it was great and i i loved it right but um yeah i mean that it's funny the the we they i think one thing that i'd i'd like to say is that are the king the question that i'd ask is is it okay if i am the type of person that says we when it refers to your team I say, yes, it is, if it's one of your identifying features. When people ask my friends about Raymond, one of the things that they always say, oh, huge Hurricanes fan. Right. It's one of my identifying features. People, anyone who knows me knows how much I love this team, that I am fanatical. I am a fanatical fan, and they know and associate me with Carolina. That's why I can say we. Right. I'm 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 right there with you. I I know all of my neighbors' dogs' names, but not all my neighbors' names. Yep. But but I definitely like we have a Facebook group uh for, for dads in my town. 
and I definitely am known as like that Hurricanes flag guy or that Hurricanes there you guy. Go. Like I'm, that's I'm why you totally okay we. with that. Yeah, it's that's like why yeah, you that's, can say that's we. the we. Wow. Yeah, there, there. It I is. just thought it was. I just thought it was one of those things that would just be worth, you know, just. It's you know, great what's, to touch What's on. your opinion? It's you know why not? Like have a little fun with it. It is, and you know what? It, it, it's a it's a reminder that I've. It's okay for me to say we as long as I don't say they. Yeah, I, I, I'm for going everything. To consciously think about that the next time. Uh, I'm I am talking about the power play or the PK or it. You know it. In I. Yeah, we they not let's not do that anymore. I'll make a point of trying not to do that as well. I, I will slip. We should actually as a, as a, as a joke, <laughs> we should keep track of the amount of times that we slip, and that at the end of the season, whoever had more has to do something for the other guy. <laughs> oh, I I was gonna say we we put like a dollar in a in a we they jar. Yeah. And then, and then in February, when you come down to Raleigh, I meet you oh, there. That'll be a, that'll be, that'll a be like barbecue beat. money. <laughs> it will be <laughs> outstanding, man. We've, we've covered it all. Look, let's uh, take a quick look at the games forthcoming Winnipeg on, on Monday. And then I, uh, I know that Friday, uh, black Friday, uh, for, everyone in the United States, happy Thanksgiving to our American uh, listeners. Oh yeah. Happy, most yeah, of you, we won't happy after. Thanksgiving. Yeah. We won't be recording to. So and again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have all sorts of uh, great festivities and enjoy your families. That's what it's all about. Um, I know that on Friday, we've got the game black Friday in Boston that you should go to represent. Uh, but I know we've got I'm another thinking. game in between, right? We've we got do. Another... We have the Coyotes. Coyotes. They are not to be trifled with. You want to hear a weird uh, uh, stat about them? Always. Um, the the Coyotes. I heard this on NHL uh, Network that the Coyotes are paying out gamblers better than almost everyone in the league. And the reason why is because they are continually put in as a huge underdog in every game that they go into, and they're winning a lot of games. The return on the money that is being gambled on Arizona is uh, amazing because no one is picking, no one thinks they're going to win. No one thinks they're capable of victories. and so their odds are so high Mm -hmm. you throw in a few bucks there and i'm not promoting gambling i guess i should say that because it's not for everyone but they've paid a lot so and that message alone should be enough to say please don't be a trap game there's still an nhl franchise right down exactly exactly i just you can't play down to them Mm -hmm. so look big game against the jets Hellebuck is back. Connor is back. That is a team that is playing really well. Number two in the central. And they have, uh, they're working hard. They're playing well. And anytime you come into a hot goaltender. Now, the bad news for the Jets is Rod is clearly upset. Yeah. The effort. And the team has enough self-awareness that they're upset with their effort 
on yesterday. And so the Canes will be bringing it. And so it should be uh, interesting to see how the team reacts to Rod's comments after the last game and see what we get there. As far as the Coyotes go, you got to win the games that you're supposed to win. You put them on paper. There's no way that the Coyotes should be any threat to the Hurricanes. Yep. But take them seriously, deal with them properly, win your game, play your full 60. That's what we want. And then the Boston game. It's Boston on Friday and then Calgary on Saturday, which it'll be up in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, No offense, Ray. If they, if they have to only win one of the two of those, I hope it's Boston. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't, I don't mind either. You know what I mean? Like, and, uh, yeah, I'd like them to win the Boston game. It would be a bigger statement. It would it be would. a bigger statement. And I die. Yeah. Like, let's go in there and give them what for, like we did last season, not last playoffs. Right. Because this is in yeah. Boston. Let's yes. prove to them <laughs> that we can actually win a game in Beantown. Um, and then just put out the flames. Put out the flames. There you go. I, I said the other week that if uh, if Kochekov got in a fight, that I would uh, I donate fifty dollars to cancer research, and uh, I'm going to up that for for the Bruins game again. I'll, I'll post that on social media. Nice. If, if Kochekov gets into it, particularly with with Mar- if it's with Marshan, I'll double it. But if he gets into <laughs> it with a Bruin, uh, I will uh, I will donate fifty bucks for uh, for cancer research yeah, with absolutely. it being Hockey Fights Cancer Month. Nice. That's, uh, that's uh, absolutely outstanding. I've loved seeing every team has been doing the uh, pink warm up jerseys and stuff like that for, and it's great. It's uh, who are you playing for? And, and I mean, those are. It's something that affects us all right. Yeah, it absolutely does. It absolutely does. Um, That about covers it, doesn't it? I mean, we've talked about so much in this, no guests this time around, but you know, Remember, a reminder to the listeners, the Storm Cellar is always open. Drop us a line if you'd like to be a part of the show and chat with us and and get your opinion out there. Maybe you want to get onto the show and say, the two of us, what what are you guys watching? Because I'm watching this. That's what we want. Dialogue, chatting, having fun. If you're a we can't say we person. We want to hear yeah. from you. <laughs> it, there you go. Yes, absolutely. We'd love to talk to them. I'd love to talk to them and, and let them, you know, have their say. Absolutely. That'd be great. But we've, we've covered so much. There really isn't much more to say anymore now, is there? Go oh, Canes. Yeah. Go Canes. Yeah. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Ray and I greatly appreciate your support in helping us produce an informative and fun podcast. As always, we'd like to say that we believe hockey is for everyone. Whether you're a Kaniac or a bunch of jerks doesn't matter, as we're just a couple of jerks anyway. We would love to hear your questions, comments, and suggestions. We will do our best to answer anything hockey-related. You can reach us by email at stormseller97 at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at stormseller97. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormseller97.